Before the Avengers. Before crossovers were crossovers. A gigantic set of heroes teamed up to defeat Ghidorah, the three-headed monster. Welcome back to the Monsters vs. Men podcast, where we are trying our best to stay alive. I am Eric. And I'm Alex. Alex, I feel like this is the episode where you're finally going to say on air that I am pretentious. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably. So, I've, I've barely looked at your notes at all. Uh, you know, just, just cursory glances at it. And you you've gone into some depth on some stuff. I'm just like I'm not I'm not gonna look at it. I just I want <laughs> I want you to regale me of your tail in certain. Oh things. yeah. Oh, you just wait, just wait. No, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'm excited. Like this is this is the first one where we haven't gone back and rewatched all of them. Right. It's kind of get prepped for exactly. The, or, the, I guess where we haven't rewatched the movies multiple times. No, you're right. The first time you've seen this one. This right? is this is my first viewing of Ghidorah the Three Headed Monster, and probably my last. No, I don't know. <laughs> no, we'll see. We'll see. Um, got, they got that Criterion box set. You're gonna have to I know. All I will. You're right. Blu-ray. I will. Hey, I've got two things for you this week. Okay. First off, I've been listening to your wife's podcast. Happy regardless. Oh, really? Yes. Happy okay. regardless. And I noticed something uh, peculiar about their sign-off. You know what their sign-off is? I'm testing you on your, on your wife's podcast. You know what their sign-off is? I'm trying to think. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I have, I've listened to the first like three episodes. Let's see. Be happy regardless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, no, it's literally uh, try to be happy regardless. Dude, Alex. Yeah. Our sign up is try to stay alive. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if she listens to this. She's like, they just stole our sign off. No, like <laughs> ours is try to stay alive. Like they're wanting to be happy no matter what. We're just doing our best to stay alive over here. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. They're like more carefree and we're like, oh, we could die at any minute. Also, Alex, I watched a monster movie this week that was not a Godzilla monster movie. I- I did too, actually. Oh yeah, what'd you watch? But I, I want to. Okay, you want me to tell you about yeah, first? Yeah, what'd you watch? Okay, so since this movie has Rodan in it, I've never uh-huh. seen the original Rodan, which is also directed by Honda. Yes, I, I, I'm not going to go into spoiler territory, but Eric, it had a lot of tones of the original Godzilla in it. Mm. All right, but it, it's not as good. It's not as good, but it's it's uh. I really liked it, and I think you would too. It's a little goo. I mean, it's a lot goofier than yeah. that, but it's mostly a serious movie. But it's cool. got some of the goofy elements of the earth, maybe closer to Moth. Actually, I was going to say King Kong, but that's really goofy. <laughs> but maybe something goofier like Mothra kind of yeah. elements to it. But overall, it's kind of tragic, like uh, like uh, the original Godzilla. That's awesome. My uh, monster movie viewing this week was wait for it pokemon detective pikachu <laughs> <laughs> that counts that counts right if it, it, it does because they're pocket monsters 
Hey, so, that's that's what I was thinking, man. Like these are pocket monsters. I mean, some of these <laughs> Pokemon definitely look like monsters. This this is a monster movie. I didn't dude, like it, but uh, it's all right. If you if you had asked me to guess, yeah, not in a million years would I have gotten to that one. <laughs> Well, Even with you having a kid, I would never have thought of it. Yeah, I did. I, I watched it with Theo, and so you didn't like it. It was it was um, mediocre with a very questionable head scratching ending. But I'll leave it. I at heard that. the ending is like that, but I, I I'm going to that. I'm going to watch that soon, and I'm going to get back with everybody about my opinion on it now. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you'll love it. Do you wait? Do you even like Pokemon? Yeah, you kind of do a little yeah, bit. You do. I, so I used to, I used to play them a lot, but I you know I never watched the show and I never watched the movies. Right. So you know, I my 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 enjoyment of them goes to the games, and even then, I haven't liked them recently. So gotcha. Well, shall we get into it? I guess. You, or do you just want to start a Pokemon podcast? Should we just scrap uh, this one? I think we're too deep in. Sorry, dude. Oh dang. All right. Dream, hopes and dreams crush right for everybody. <laughs> All right. So what was the uh, movie this time? All right. Released the same year as Mothra versus Godzilla, Ghidorah, the three-headed monster, brings together three of the most popular kaiju, Godzilla, Rodan, and Mothra, to defeat a new threat from the planet Venus, Ghidorah. Though established as a villain in the first four films of the series, the franchise reimagines Godzilla and consequently Rodan, as heroes in this film, the fifth film. In a translated conversation between Mothra and Godzilla, Godzilla even implies that he's only attacked because he was attacked first. This is the question we want to start with today, Alex. Can Godzilla go good? Is there goodness in his nature, or is he just protecting himself? Or do you not buy that he's good at all? Well, I think the answer, at least in this film, is most likely yes. But... If we looked at the past movies, I would say no. But you do see an element of, I guess an argument could be made that he's just a force of nature, right? In the previous mm-hmm. movies. Mm-hmm. But he's a sentient force of nature. So he doesn't really have an arc between these movies and this one. But <laughs> here he has some sort of consciousness that's coming to life, right? Like... You can t- he can he can think about his actions and make decisions, right? I mean, we see him and King Kong taunting each other a little bit, and we mm-hmm. we kind of actually we see some personality in Mothra versus Godzilla where he's mean mugging that egg right before oh, yeah. he tries to destroy it, <laughs> which is one of my favorite scenes. Uh-huh. Uh, so we, we see some elements of that, but this time we get like a literal round table, you know, and mm. yeah. But, you know, this is a sentient force of nature, so why wouldn't it want to save its own planet? We see that because there's that big fight at the end of the movie, and Mm -hmm. it's that big assault on Ghidorah that's led by Mothra, and Rodan and the hard-headed Godzilla are just, like, sitting there watching Ghidorah give Mothra this this brutal thrashing. Mm -hmm. Just brutal thrashing. And we learn that, you know... While stubborn, he also might be prone to some good deeds. Now, if this happened in a city, I still think Godzilla would have charged in, but he would have killed everyone in the path. You know, (laughs) I don't think he's not saving humanity in this film. He's saving himself. 
Yeah. So it's more of a selfish realization. I think the reason he makes that choice is because he sees the power. I mean, you know, Mothra whooped his butt in the last movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. And he sees how the thrashing Mothra is getting from Ghidorah. He's mm-hmm. probably like, oh, well, maybe Mothra had a point. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they, you know, it's like, oh, well, I couldn't beat them. How am I going to beat that by myself? So it kind of makes sense that he teams up with all these other atomic monsters. Yeah. I mean, for, for me, I like the part. My favorite part is whenever he allows Mothra to bite onto his tail so that he can carry him up the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a nice throwback because, you know, that was the the previous film's deathly blow was that bite to the tail that killed Godzilla, basically. Um, And Ghidorah ultimately feels this pain before too long. So I did like that part. Um, But the reality is I don't don't really buy Godzilla going good. It it just doesn't fit with the framework of what we've seen so far. Um, the conversation, the roundtable conversation with the twins translating was just ridiculous in all, in every way, <laughs> shape, or form. The fact that the twins were able to translate that was just ridiculous. Um, I know I'm going to have to jump on ship with this development because that's the way the series is headed. Um, so if I criticize it for this film, forgive me. I'll jump, I'll jump on ship. I'll jump on board. It'll be fine. Godzilla goes good. I get it. Um, but I didn't really buy it in this film. Yeah, I, I can understand that. I mean, just a few movies ago, this guy is destroying Tokyo with no mercy. But again, I really hang on to the point that he's saving himself and he's not doing it to save humans. He probably even kills a few people in this battle with Ghidorah when they're at that small little town. Yeah, I mean, he starts off by destroying the ship, you know. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, I mean he goes right for that thing, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but so this is still this is still old Godzilla a little bit. You know, yeah, his suit looks a lot better in this one mm-hmm. compared to the other ones. But this is the same old guy, I think, kind of, but maybe maybe his heart has softened a little bit. <laughs> I'm really excited to hear what you think about this film. I mean, there's some pretty cool things coming up. I think. Right. In the, in tell, tell, me about talk about. Cool, tell me about these cool things, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm making a sales pitch. Yeah, please sell me. Sell me because you're going to need to. So uh, this is clearly going to be the first film that you and me are diverging on, opi- on opinions on. You know, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. No, it's not, Eric. You need to agree with me on everything. <laughs> I guess we should start at ground level. We've already talked a little bit about monsters, but let's start at the base, which is the All human right. plot. Okay. And for me, I think it's the most fun human plot. I don't know if it's the best. I think the King Kong vs. Godzilla plot's really good, actually. Uh, mm-hmm. And I actually, and then the originals is the best story. Mm-hmm. But in terms of like a almost like modern movie making, I guess I think this one's the most fun so far. I mean, we've got an alien consciousness that's <laughs> controlling someone. Yes. we've got. We've got attempted sas- assassinations, multiple attempted assassinations. Uh, mm-hmm. We've got a lady possibly jumping into a pocket dimension. We've got these <laughs> really cool 60s and 70s, like Bond esque uh, areas. Like when they go through the radiation area to be cleaned, 
before you know going to study i think they're going to study something from Ghidorah, i believe it just feels like such an old bond movie and i'm a big bond sucker there's also the relationship between the twins and just japan or the world in general so clearly maybe atomic tests are taking place less because yeah. they have a, they're on a good relationship now <laughs> even though in the last movie apparently we find out that godzilla did kill one of them yeah. Kill one of the Mothras. So I guess that didn't affect them too bad. No, I have some, I have some issues with that, but anything else? Or sh- should I tell you what I enjoyed in, in this, the human element parts that I enjoyed? Well, I, I have to tell you my favorite human part first. Yeah. Tell me, tell me. This is the best scene of the entire movie. And I, I'm not really kidding. <laughs> for me, okay, I, so it was like the most something. hilarious callback that I, so you, you know, this isn't something I read about. This isn't okay. something anything like I've heard about. This is something I spotted. And I was like, oh my god, that's awesome! So, you know, we we had to sit through another Mothra song. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, this is the first one of the movie. I missed the first one, to be honest. Like I, I, I did. I genuinely missed it. But continue. You missed it. I like I like the Mothra versus Godzilla theme. You know that Mothra song. I, I, it kind of. It grew on me. This one was a different one. I was like, hey, it's just not the same. It's a remix. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so so after that scene, and this is the most important element of the film, okay? So after that yeah, okay. <laughs> singing scene, they pan to the audience, and there's this kid standing on a chair, and he falls. Like He just, he just kind of like loses his balance and almost falls. Yeah. And when he stands up, he's eating an egg, right? <laughs> Yes. This is the Mothra scene. Like this is uh-huh. a scene dedicated to Mothra. It was I laughed so much because it was a callback back to Mothra or Mothra versus Godzilla, where that reporter kept eating the egg yes. all the time. And <laughs> I thought it was such a clever insertion by Honda. I was like, I wonder how many people have picked up on that. I did, and then I proceeded to not look it up online. So I don't know how many people have. <laughs> I did not. I did not pick up on that at all. No, okay, well, I want you to go back and watch it and tell me what you think. All right, I will. <laughs> I will. Uh, yeah, but what did you think of the overall human story, though? I'm not. I'm not buying that this is the best human story or the most fun human story that we've had so far. I think Mothra versus Godzilla was more fun just in itself. Like in that film, we actually had some character development. In King Kong versus Godzilla, we had humor. Um, here, I do like the mysterious aspect of the princess, and <laughs> I'm not sure how to, pronou- how to pronounce this. Is it Princess of Sergina, or is it, <laughs> or is it Princess of Sergina? I I'm not sure. Either way, this is a fictional country, which I learned isn't found in any other Godzilla film. I like the mystery to her, right? I like the mystery. It kept me intrigued with that human element. The problem is, is besides that, I didn't fall for any of the other characters. Um, the other films, I actually, I do like Professor Muira. He makes a nice reappearance. He was in Mothra versus Godzilla. I liked his comforting face, right? It warms my heart a little bit. But besides <laughs> that, there's no one that stands out to me. No one stands out to me. Um, did anybody else stand out to you, Alex, either human or monster? Monster-wise, you know, I think we've got something to talk about. The humans, I, I do agree with you. The humans are kind of lame in this. Uh, the princess is the most interesting aspect of the film, but I think 
even though we only get a glimpse of it in the last like maybe 15, 20 minutes, but I think the monsters really are the star of the show of this one. Mm-hmm. And that's maybe not something I could say about, I guess, King Kong versus Godzilla and the original. I don't know if the monsters are the star. Right. Uh, right. I feel like Honda's vision really is. And in this one, Honda does take a back seat. But I think Ghidorah is the cream de la cream in, <laughs> in terms of monster design. At this point in the series, he is the coolest monster of all of them by by far. I mean, Godzilla becomes the coolest eventually, I think. But his design is still so wonky. They can't get the weight right in it. And you can see that by the the fins that are swaying when he walks and that type of thing. But Ghidorah is really cool. I mean, this is a solid gold three-headed dragon that somehow doesn't look bland. No, you're right. He's got these three wildly swinging heads Mm -hmm. that are a pretty good representative of just like the chaos that follows him, right? You know, they seem unwieldy. They're so powerful, but even Ghidorah doesn't seem like he can control them perfectly. Yeah. And I also like the idea that this creature doesn't have arms, mm-hmm. which is kind of odd. You know, how many monsters do we see that can't grab somebody? Right. But the cool thing is, is Ghidorah can grab people, but it's with three heads. Yeah. Now, could have, like, been this horrendous decision it's almost goofy when you think about it you know this dragon two legs a giant body two wings and three heads Mm -hmm. and like you know if this thing falls over he might have a little trouble getting up yeah but you know i love that he shoots lightning it's otherworldly it's unlike godzilla has fire breath it's something i guess viewers are accustomed to we're used to seeing dragons we're used to seeing that type of thing so it's not too weird but seeing lightning coming out of something that's not something right. we see really even in nature all that mm-hmm. much and even when it is it's not like he's using it yeah i mean it's alien right because this is otherworldly yeah and, and i think they really convey that uh there's some stuff with the egg that's really cool yeah i mean i think yeah to me that's a super cool scene um the Ghidorah, whenever he hatches from the egg i, I think that that was the runner up for my best effect award. And Alex, I think I could literally hear you rubbing your hands together when you said that Ghidorah was the coolest character. <laughs> <laughs> I may have. I may have. <laughs> you, know, you just you were just loving Ghidorah so much right there. But but I agree. I agree with you. I mean, I do think he has got this really cool design. I agree with you about all of those the points that you make. And I think the the puppet work here is fantastic. Those three heads moving, it looks sinister, but realistic. Um, I think the battle suffers because we've got puppets, we've got costumes, we've got suits, and all of it doesn't quite go together very well because when those things interact, a puppet interacts with the guy in a suit, it just doesn't look that great. Um, It might be the best monster versus monster action we've seen yet, but honestly, that's not saying too much. I mean, we do get that extended sequence of rock volleyball between Godzilla and Rodan that <laughs> happens to be rudely interrupted by a Mothra silly string attack. But besides that, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I wasn't like over the top, over the moon with the, the, the monster action. I did like the monster action. I wish Rodan looked like he did in his first movie. They made him look a little more goofy in this one. 
Uh, and from what I've read, it looks like ha- that was Honda's intention was to make him look goofy. Hmm. Like they even intentionally made it so you could see the actor's head that's, that's placed weird. inside the suit, like where it was resting, yeah. which is a- an odd decision. I- but, you know, I didn't get a lot of, I mean, the round table is hilarious and the tennis is pretty funny. Mm-hmm. But the problem with the tennis is like, I'm like, how funny is this supposed to be funny? Or not. I don't know. And, and maybe that's part of the human element that's missing is we're not getting, we're not getting conveyed by, by uh, taco. Yeah. <laughs> that this is a parody, yeah. you know? So it's like, I don't know how to feel about yes. this. Uh, but when it comes to like Rodan and Mothra and Godzilla teaming up, I really like the fight. It's definitely a little hokey towards the end, but it's also kind of charming in a way, mm-hmm. you know? seeing the cooperation between these Titans to save their planet is fun and exciting. It's like you said about the, uh, the tail. Yeah. Mothra grabbing his tail. And this time it's not an attack. It's to, it's him helping Mothra after being thrashed so thoroughly by Ghidorah. This time we have a little character to him, whether that's good or bad is definitely up to, for <laughs> us to maybe debate on because do we need to know that Godzilla feels like a bully? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it is an interesting idea. Do we need it conveyed by the twins? Probably I don't not, know yeah. either. But, you know, there's the Godzilla tailpool. There's Rodan with Gut Mothra riding on top of him and just shooting that silly yeah. string everywhere. <laughs> and, yeah, it's goofy. And it doesn't. sometimes it doesn't look great, but it's also really kind of charming and fun. It's... A real show off for the the suitmation that they're able to do, and even the puppetry is so much better than we've seen in past movies, where it actually looks like a literal hand puppet. This time, we're actually seeing like looks like they actually took their time to make these things. You know? Yeah. No, I, I I agree, and I mean, I think there is one moment of of humor between the humans whenever this is all going on, and it's someone. I think it's someone asked Professor Mira. They ask him, "What are they saying?" And he says. I don't know. I don't speak monster, right? <laughs> like it's just like a moment of like, oh yeah, this is this whole thing is kind of ridiculous. But there wasn't enough of that yeah. that I was like, all right, this film is like intentionally aware of its own ridiculousness. It was more like this film is too serious for me uh to take it seriously in a sense, right? Um yeah. But that, yeah. but that's that. That might be my own issue. Yeah, I can I can understand that. I mean, we don't see hardly any comedy, but only only if we've seen previous movies do we understand that Honda does have a sense of humor. Mm-hmm. If we hadn't, I don't we, I don't think we could pick it up on right. this. And Honda's had a knack for really conveying his themes pretty slightly subtly, but in a really interesting way at the very least. Mm-hmm. Right. But this film, I feel like his vision might, may have been, I don't know if it's lost, but it wasn't as easy for me to decipher a clear meaning out of, it, you know, like it starts out about climate control yeah. or not climate control, but climate change and how this is like the warmest January yes. of the year or <laughs> of, I mean, time. Of, yeah. of the year of all time. <laughs> of all time. I thought it was going to be about climate change, but then that's hardly, talked about again except for you know that Ghidorah lays waste to the entire yes, yeah. planet when he's on it so I guess he is maybe a walking climate change yeah 
and he could be, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, I mean, this is, <laughs> I didn't write, I didn't even think about this, but, you know, this could be a film about nature fighting back against climate change, humanity having to band together to fight against climate change. And that's what our three hero monsters might represent compared to Ghidorah, who is just there to end, end uh, life as we know yeah. it. What do you well, think? Alex, you're going to have to indulge me for a second here because I, I respect Honda as a filmmaker. I actually do from his first three films in the Godzilla franchise. Um, but with this film, he went a little astray for me. And let me tell you why. So there are really kind of three main themes that I picked out. Um, there's the on the nose theme, the scratch my head theme, and the shake my fist theme. All right. This is where you're going to call me pretentious, but I don't care. I'm going to go ahead with it. All right. I'm excited to hear all these things. <laughs> so, so first of all, it's like a Halloween party over here. <laughs> first of all, there's the on the nose theme. This is the thing that you're talking about, right? The, the princess clearly paints a picture of the world that needs to be saved. She's an activist. She's a prophet. She foretells the destruction of the world um, because humans have caused that destruction. Godzilla himself says the only reason he's attacked humans is because they're bullies. And at the beginning of the film, you're right. We get that line. It's been the hottest January of all time. So, yes, there's this element and it's on the nose of man destroying nature. But that leads me to my second point, the second theme, which is the scratch my head theme. So this film begins with the exploitation of the infant island twins. I don't understand this point at all because Honda's previous films have been anti exploitation and here the twins are willing accomplices and they're in their song to uh, mothra it's now a piece of entertainment for anybody to see in the in the past in the previous films there's been a clear critique of our consumer oriented entertainment driven culture but here despite the twins being put on display that critique is absent honda has an interesting transition that he likes to use in these films Right. I don't know if you've noticed this, but there's this transition where um, we get something, a scene, and then we zoom out from that scene and we see other people watching that scene on TV. You've noticed that transition in other films, right? Um, but yeah. in this film, and it's worked, it's like actually highlights the um, like this consumer nature and the fact that uh, we're all audiences watching this entertainment. And it also heightens the self-awareness. But here, it just feels hollow because of how the film begins, which seems to be taking a step backward from the stance that he's taken in the past. So this might be, though, because of the last theme, the shake my fist theme, the my mini rant theme, if you will, Alex. All right. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> here's, here's what it is. So what, what's so fantastic about the original Godzilla film is the brutal nature of the beast. Godzilla has no regard for anyone or anything. Everything is fair game. Yet as these films have progressed and we've started to look into Honda's vision of the world, that original Godzilla who was just this force of nature, that person has changed. So to me, there's this unfounded sense of order and justice in the film. It began in the last one, but it's really obvious here. Think about it. Which characters survive and which characters die? It's obvious right? Uh, it's obvious from the beginning. You know from the beginning who's going to survive and who's going to die. 
I thought for a second I was going to be proven wrong. I thought, oh man, the princess just got shot in the head. <laughs> She's going to die. <laughs> She's going to die. But no, the bullet just grazes her head barely as if something is watching out for her from above. In my experience of the world, the world doesn't work this way. It's much more random than this. Um, at one point, a character states, we can only do our best and let heaven's will be done. This seems to me to be what Honda is actually trying to say. He's saying, yes, humanity is bad. It does bad things to the planet. But that's okay because good people receive good things because that's the way the world works. No, it doesn't, right? In real life, <laughs> in real life, Godzilla doesn't switch sides, right? There, there, are, there is oh, no favoring the good guys and like destroying the bad guys. There's, there's a lot more random and chaos to the world than that. So I, I question his sense of order and justice. So there's my shake my fist mini rant. Thanks for indulging me. Interesting. <laughs> ah, huh. I mean, you're not wrong about it feeling like something's watching over him. I mean, a rock literally falls on exactly. that assassin that shoots at her, <laughs> right? Out of nowhere. And it does feel tacked on yeah. even. Um, I do have... Okay. So, I do have maybe a counterpoint to just one of them. So, your scratch my head theme uh, about the infant island twins and how, you know, they're being exploited in the previous film. But I would argue that maybe you're right about the shot and not working the way that he was thinking as it did in the previous film. But in this one, I think their willingness to show up shows kind of what I was mentioning earlier a good relationship with Japan. Maybe the world is changing for the better. And so they're willing to come on the show and, you know, update what's happened with Mothra since the first movie. It's clear that this is the first time that they've showed up since the previous film, because no one knows that the, uh, the other Mothra mm-hmm. is dead. And so this is maybe a goodwill gesture that, Oh, you haven't been blowing us up lately. <laughs> Let's swing by and show that maybe we're friends. Right. And I think maybe if that is his vision, then maybe it's also true that Ghidorah is the impending climate change that will ruin the world. And that maybe the monsters are, in fact, I guess, representing a world that's united against a threat. And so I think maybe the film could be looked at as a anti-pollution film. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Oh, man. man. That was ridiculous. I mean, yeah. Oh, I mean. Sleep, sleep on it, Eric. It makes All sense right. completely. All right. So let's transition to our awards, Alex. We could go on about this, but I think it's time to transition. So, coolest character award. I'm going to go with the princess. I'm going with the princess. Um, And if I'm correct, this is played by Akiko Wakabayashi, which is the tribal woman standout from King Kong versus Godzilla. Really? Yeah, yeah. I didn't even Um, realize that. I know. She she looks quite a bit different as the Venus ambassador here. I I, I enjoyed that mystery around her, where she came from, her connection to another planet. I actually dug the sci-fi elements here. Um, 
I, I tried to embrace those as much as possible. So what about you? What was your, who was your coolest character? I'm actually glad to hear that you like the sci-fi elements uh, because yeah. I could see that being a real turnoff. Cause I mean, we go 100% sci-fi in this one. Well, I decided, I decided last episode after I'd gotten over my, you know, breaking the rules of this fantasy universe thing, I decided I'm just going to embrace these rules as they come along. And so sci-fi, let's bring it. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to give my coolest character to Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> because this is the first film where he is articulating his feelings. Oh, gosh, dude. <laughs> I mean, we learned a lot about him. You know, he says he doesn't like being bullied. Well, and it's the human's fault. Well, he ain't wrong, you know? It, what do you say? Well, okay, you're at a party, and someone falls asleep, and people start doing things to him when he's asleep, putting his oh, hand boy. in warm water, drawing <laughs> all over his face. You call those people bullies, right? Yes. Well, they dropped the nuke on this guy. He ain't wrong. <laughs> he's not wrong, you know? Like, yeah, okay, he can kill him whenever he wants. But I'm like, you know, he says that. I'm like, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And then I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, well, he's not wrong. <laughs> Alex, you're supposed to be the voice of like the more conservative voice on this show, I think. But man, <laughs> you're turning soft on me. You're turning soft. <laughs> what about your uh, most memorable line award? What'd you got for most memorable line? So uh, this is one of the attempts at humor that Honda gave in this film. And it actually made me laugh. I won't sell yeah. it like he did in the film, but... So this is the first time the princess resurfaces and she's mm-hmm. given this speech to everybody about the end of days and all that kind of stuff. And there's a guy in the audience and when she says Venus, he has no understanding what she's talking about when she says she's from <laughs> Venus. And so he, goes, he says, Venus, is that in Africa? <laughs> <laughs> so bad. <laughs> it's not, it's not even a good line by Honda, but <laughs> It still made me it laugh. Made you so laugh. All right. All right. And All honestly, right. it stuck with me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so that's why it's here. So my line comes from that the Mothra song. I already said I didn't like it as much as the original Mothra song, but there is this line. They're singing to the uh, pile of poop that we call them the Mothra larvae, and <laughs> and they, and they literally sing the line, "Don't forget to smile." I'm like. How is this pile of poop about to smile? I have no idea. <laughs> well, especially since, you know, its mouth opens up in the middle. And, and oh, it cracks from the left to the right. So Dude. it's literally impossible for Mothra to smile. That thing couldn't <laughs> smile if its life depended on it. And no. here the twins are singing, don't forget to smile to it. Maybe, maybe it's to everybody. Oh, you know, Mothra is for the people. So this is a song for the people. All right, Alex. What about the can't believe? <laughs> Am I digging too much into things? Yeah, you're going. You're getting way over your head here. All right. No. I'm, or or I'm just right, and you're not willing to admit it. But yeah, we'll it's okay. So the can't believe the acting award 100 percent goes to Godzilla at the round table. Oh boy. He's, okay. First off. Okay. So so first off, the meeting starts. And his instinct is to sit down all casual, like on a rock, <laughs> which is like, <laughs> just, it was, it's the most bizarre thing to see. It is just, 
It's so odd. It's so perfect. I love it. We find out Godzilla's been chill the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yeah. This is when we find out, oh, Godzilla actually might have a chill demeanor. I mean, well, think about it. This is a guy who slept for thousands of years before being woken up. Of course he's chill. Just a little grouchy. He's just a little (laughs) grouchy. Right. Right. And he says that that line, we have no reason to help humans. Humans are always bullying us. Man. Yeah. That (laughs) that was Oscar worthy. That was. As translated by the twins, that that was Oscar worthy. People, if you didn't watch the movie, watch it. Godzilla sitting on a rock like a human. It is, I mean, it made me relate to the character so much in just a few seconds. There, There's actually a human element that I liked in the Can't Believe the Acting Award for me, Alex. And that is when the princess, I've already said she's my favorite character in this film. But at the, at the end of the film, when she is thanking Detective Shindo, she says something like, I'll never forget what you've done. And they're making this eye contact and they're not breaking that eye contact. And there's legitimate tears forming in her eyes. And I'm like, wow, there's a real connection there and a real commitment to the scene. I'm like, this hasn't been like a serious movie so far, but this is a real commitment from this actress. And so I really, I appreciated what she was doing there. Yeah. Yeah. It is a good scene. Like, you know, like you could, you could tell like this is a, girl who doesn't remember everything but she still appreciates everything he's done and somehow kind of ish remembers it honestly it was it was seriously like i was kind of surprised at the moment i was like wow that was actually sincere and i just wasn't expecting it so what about your standout (laughs) effect award alex okay so my favorite effect of the film is the egg and that sounds boring but it's the things that the egg does and it relates a lot with the otherworldly aspects i was mentioning about Ghidorah. you know this is an egg that initially seems like it just has magnetic properties right Mm -hmm. but then it kind of turns on and off and then it starts pulling non-magnetic objects as well and then you know the coolest part is when the egg starts breaking apart it still pulls things in Mm -hmm. and this is a at that moment, that's when you would expect typically in a film that everything blows away from it, right? You know, right. this clearly a giant monster is going to emerge from this egg, but no. Instead, the egg opens and everything comes to it. And it's just really cool watching the rocks roll towards it. And it's just a really cool old practical effect. I mean, all they did was play it backwards, right? But it's a really cool old practical effect that works, unlike some of the old ones we've seen, like even in king kong versus godzilla where mm. king kong's throwing rocks at the octopus yeah. you can see the screen that he's throwing it at and it doesn't work but this one is a really cool effect that i really appreciate yeah no i like that a lot uh i considered it but i went with the whales jumping out of the water as godzilla first appears in the sea there is so random it's kind of silly but i'm a sucker for whales and that was just an awesome moment <laughs> That that was actually my runner-up, was that scene. I, I just like the idea, that, the idea that whales are running away from Godzilla right. so much that they're just charging at the ship yeah. because they're paying attention <laughs> to him, not yeah. the ship. Yeah, it was awesome. It's a, I think it's pretty cool. But, uh, you know, the real award goes to, and this isn't even debatable. Eric. Okay, all right. And if you try to debate me, I'm going to delete you off this podcast. <laughs> Best tennis match award. Who was the real winner of the tennis match? Well, Rodan. That was a, no, 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 no. Rodan. <laughs> Godzilla. Godzilla. 
<laughs> now, do you think? Do you really think Godzilla won? Well, I do, but you know who's going to decide this debate for us? Theo in the theometer, theometer, Welcome back to the theometer. What do we got? What are we watching today? Ooh, we're watching Godzilla versus like a freehead person. Godzilla versus a three-headed person? Yeah. We're watching Ghidorah, the three-headed monster. What do you uh, see here, Theo? Oh, man, I see why Pre has executing Godzilla. Ow, ow, that was his face. Ow, 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 his butt. His butt? No. His penis. Oh, my gosh. Oh, what's going on now? Oh, my jeez, they're battling. He's really trying to... Ah! I can't even know what screen does. Well, who... Mothra's in here. What's he doing again? I don't know. Biden again. We've got Rodan coming in? Yeah. The bird? Yeah. What was he doing? I have no idea. Oh, geez. This is like a three-year-old battle. A what battle? Like a four-year-old. A four-year-old battle? Yeah. That's how they're fighting, like four-year-olds? Yeah. So, looking at the Ghidorah here... How would you rate Ghidorah on your scary meter? How scary is Ghidorah? Like three, since he has three heads. Three, since he has three That makes sense to me. This has been the... The Monitor this week. Peace. All right. <laughs> Thanks for the theometer again for another exciting view and take. Let's talk about our rating and our ranking, Alex. So... I know you're going to disagree with me, but this film, it falls to the bottom of my list. It Ooh. is it is the very bottom. I give it a two and a half out of five stars for several reasons. First off, let me tell you a couple positives. I think the plot is pretty fast paced. I actually enjoyed the sci-fi Venus elements, but that's pretty much where my enjoyment ends. <laughs> Here's a few issues. A few issues. I, I like the monsters. I liked Ghidorah actually a lot as well, I should say. Rodan, I didn't really enjoy, but I think I need to yeah. go watch the Rodan film. He seemed tacked on. Um, Mothra, does. I liked, but why can't we get the, the actual Mothra? Why do we keep on having to get turd face, right? I we want Mothra. <laughs> Mothra's beautiful. We got to build to it. We got to yeah, build I, to I, it. I see. But like, I, I was reading about the Azure because I was like, this is ridiculous. Why can't we just get Mothra? And, and, you know, apparently Honda, you know, said it would be too difficult for, to have Rodan and Mothra. And Mothra. Interesting. Yeah. That makes so, sense. Yeah. That, that was the reason. I was still like, man, kind of disappointed in that. I wanted the actual Mothra because I think she's great. But, here are my biggest issues. Biggest issues. One, the plot has holes, which is to be expected. I'm not expecting there's it no does, plot it. holes. But, you know, you mentioned earlier we get the, the princess falling through dimensions. We only get that. <laughs> we only get that as an exposition from a random, like, scientist, actually a UFO conspiracy theorist, who tells us that this could be a possibility. It's pure exposition. <laughs> um, it's ridiculous. Second thing. The overall message, as I mentioned, steers away from any sort of bite, any sort of real criticism. I have problems with that message. And the third thing, there's no human development. I enjoyed the human development in Mothra versus Godzilla quite a bit, and we just don't get that here. What about you, Alex? 2.5, too harsh? 
I think it's a little too harsh, but oddly enough, I also agree with almost all your points. So that's kind of an interesting thing, right? But I, I have You're a, a sucker. lot of fun. Let's with just be this, honest. <laughs> not well, kind of, kind of. Like there's there there are glaring plot holes. Like I'm not someone who's going to tear apart a movie for plot holes, right? But there's a big one, and yeah, I'm not. It's either, when but. The, they're having this. You know, they've already saved this princess once from the hotel when they're going to kill her in the hotel. And then they, she's at this like psychiatric facility and they're going to do electro Mm -hmm. therapy on her or whatever. (laughs) You know, they're doing all these different things to her, whatever. But they're the main characters go and have a meeting and mention they know people are hunting for her and they go on camera. And mention to the world oh, yeah. where she where is. Where she is. So stupid. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, oh, that was, I saw that. And I was like, that that's a plot hole I can't overlook. Like, that was so dumb. Yeah. But overall, the film is so fun for me. And maybe it's that weird 60s, 70s aesthetic that's going on that I mm-hmm. love about some of the older Bond films. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this feels like a b-grade bond film at times with some of the hitmen and <laughs> those type of things but you know and maybe my favorite parts are the superficial things <sighs> but the wacky plot and the bizarre final battle really sell the film for me <laughs> but there is something missing in terms of what we've seen you know that us not having that clear theme that we've had in the previous films is a blow and that's kind of odd because starting this series with you this is this is one of the movies that i absolutely love mm. and seeing it this time it did take a blow for me because i'm like where's that deeper meaning and i found it with uh Ghidorah being <laughs> oh, a clear representative of you know climate change uh <laughs> <laughs> but the 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 charm of the film really outdoes it for me, but it's also maybe where the series starts to lose its footing. Yeah. You know, we see a more kid friendly Godzilla. Uh, we see a more even Rodan's design was meant to be less menacing and more friendly. Yeah, I mean to be fair, to be fair, maybe moving forward I'll be able to accept this new friendly Godzilla um, and this new direction. And so maybe looking back, as again, like most of the previous films, the second viewing, I actually viewed a lot more favorably. So maybe looking back, I'll view this one more favorably. But for now, I think I'm right. 2.5 out of 5. <laughs> yeah, but it, it is missing that human element that I've really enjoyed this time through. Mm-hmm. But the fun factor is there for me. And I've got to give it a 3.5. I've Actually, I actually think it's better than Mothra vs. Godzilla. Mm. No. Uh, just because I had so much fun watching it. <laughs> <laughs> but I also, again, your criticisms are, I don't really have anything to say against them, honestly. So That's this is just kind of a matter I'm of right. taste, really. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I, I, don't know. I, I see I, what you know, you're saying. I see what you're saying. But I think those seeking monster action from a Godzilla film would be more happy with this film than someone seeking a deeper meaning. So oh, yeah. I guess it is just the type of person you are and what you're going to get out of it. But yep. I am right in saying it's a 3.5 out of 5. And uh, we'll move on. <laughs> no, no, we can't move on because we have one thing that we have to figure out. Yes. Where does it go on the list? 
Ah, but to me, it goes with your score. Yeah, I tell it, you, it goes on the bottom. Yeah, it goes on the bottom. With, with it has to go at the bottom mm-hmm. because it, even if we average out our scores, it'll go on the bottom. Mm-hmm. So, what about you? This is the last episode of MVM. <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, I have to put it on the bottom just because you and me are working on this list together. So, I think it'd be more fun if I mean, no, we'll have our own lists on Letterbox, which yeah. we'll go into later. But I think for the show, we're going to have to have a different list. Oh, yeah, and that's one sure. that we're going to have to have a conversation about to where we place things, especially later on as things get more. Oh, so you're, you're saying we need a uh, consensus list. Yeah, we're going to have right. a consensus list. Because right. I think that way right. we have a little more interesting conversation about okay. where maybe something should go. But okay. I'm going to go with you on this. We'll put it at the bottom. All right. Even though... Mothra sucks, and Rodan's better, <laughs> and so we should move it up. But it's all right. We'll we'll agree to disagree and agree that it's on the bottom. Yeah, it, it is. <laughs> it's on the bottom this this week. You got anything else to say about this? Next week, we're going to watch Invasion of the Astro Monsters, and we'll be asking the question: Can Godzilla films go full sci-fi? Oh man, yeah. So, do you know anything about Invasion of Astro Monster? No, except I watched like the first. <laughs> I just made that question. Oh, I made started. that question up. I watched the first two minutes, like the credits, and that's it. That's all I've seen, and all I saw was spaceships and UFOs. So, my question is: Can Godzilla go full sci-fi? So, so I haven't, I haven't seen this one in a long time. But the, your mention of the credits at the beginning is a point. Is actually something I wanted to briefly mention. Uh, so. How? What did you think about the opening credits of this film showing parts of the final battle? I don't know. I didn't. It didn't bother me too much. Um, I thought it was so lame. Really? I didn't. Honestly, I didn't yeah. even think about it. But <laughs> I think it's supposed. I think it's supposed to get you amped up because I mean, well, and I could see why. Like, picture yourself back then. You're going to these movies, and this is one of the first big crossovers ever made. This is three films crossing mm-hmm. over. Yeah. And it's so that's it's pretty like, amazing. It's like when you, when you watch it. it'd be like if you went to go see Endgame and you see Thanos snap <laughs> <laughs> in the opening <laughs> credits and and you see yeah. people start to disappear and you're like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it kind of is. Yeah. So I I wasn't a big fan of how this one opened up, but yeah, I'm excited to watch the next one because if you don't know anything about it, I think you'll there'll be a couple surprises for you. Sweet. Uh, well, where can uh, listeners find our social media info, Alex? All right. So on Twitter, I'm at MVM underscore pod. Or I guess we are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so on Twitter, we are at MVM underscore pod. Uh, on Letterboxd, we're on at Al Cornette and Mr. Eric Neely, which is also our Twitter handles. Mm-hmm. And you can email us at mvmpod at gmail.com. Send us your thoughts on this movie. Send us your uh, suggestions on what we can do. Maybe make the show better. Maybe what monster is your favorite. And actually, no, send us your score so that we can prove Eric wrong. Together, we can achieve anything. (laughs) (laughs) But until next week, Alex, you know what we're going to do? We're going to save the world from pollution. (laughs) Uh, say the world revolution and try to stay <laughs> to stay alive
Godzilla. Ow, ow, that was his face. Ow, 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 ow. His butt. His butt? No. His penis. Oh my gosh.